Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcasts, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a brand new promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in R-O-T-R in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now we're going to play a track from the one and only Dave Velk. We actually just found out that Dave passed away in his home back on May 2nd. Uh, Hits us pretty hard here at Raised on the Radio. He was a great guest of ours back on episode 53 with Bria Scal. We encourage you guys to go back and listen to that. It was a great episode. He was a great guest. He was a great human being, and he was a great artist, and we love listening to his music and all those kinds of things, so we are going to play a track here to lead us into the episode just in honor of him, so here you go. Yeah. And you might not know it, but I got a lot of anxiety. Always dealing with this intense sense of pressure. I know a lot of other people do too. This one's for all you. Come together and stuff. I used to be a little claustrophobic, and it would keep me separated like offspring. Pre-COVID, low-key, my future was looking bleak. While I couldn't read Braille, I was blind as could be. Over time, my folks watched as I was self-destruct. Disgusted in the person I became, my morals stuck. Hope for luck and you will probably not receive See this life is not as easy as it seems Dream on, I know Those times so far behind me I hold so close In a movie I'm rewinding I see it all fall in line 
emotion feeling a fire. I promise if you let it out, you're better off in time. Use the song, sing it when you're in a bind. Catch a lift to escape the daily. A regiment was tentative, and now it's amazing. The same things that I learned when I was lost. Used to play upon, now I feel like a boss. The pain fades as soon as I hear the keys. Coming up ahead. Just trying to breathe. At times it's hard to inhale. I struggle just to try to take a deeper breath and I fail. A pale comparison to many of my idols. But I know that I can reach my true potential. Thinking back to those recitals. Life is full of stupid titles. Cupid, shoot me, I've been idle. I forgot how to love. While my friends are having showers bridal. It's true, I'm liable for scars. Cut deep within my body. Knew that shit from the start. And all of a sudden, my lungs start to open. Up things are looking now that I have been coping. It's so. Unbelievable, the things you can achieve If you see through all the bitterness and focus on your dreams Exactly how my parents said it Working hard, you won't regret it Spread love into this atmosphere, I steer this love directed At all the people that harbor a ton of hate Let this music guide you right into a happier place Catch a lift to escape the daily A regiment was tentative and now it's amazing The same things that I learned when I was lost Used to play upon, now I feel like a boss starting to get back to normal a little bit. I don't know. It's like I can finally breathe again. Let's make this year a little more positive. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual. Question to start the show. So, so we've talked about like tipping in the past, right? Uh, I mean, it's been a while, but we have talked about like tipping at restaurants and things like that. And, you know, you've always been on the side of you've worked restaurants, you've been a bartender, all that kind of thing, you know, regardless of what the service is like, still throw that tip on there kind of thing. What, but I don't know if we've ever talked about like DoorDash and Grubhub and stuff like that. So now we have a middleman who is who are tipping also, right? So what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Do you do, do you do DoorDash and Grubhub and things like that quite a bit or no? No, you don't No. I mean, I mean you, I guess you are like walking distance from most of the places you would normally go anyways. So, well, not necessarily. Here's the thing. My wife does that shit. I, I do not. Okay. I try to avoid delivery, food delivery as much as possible. Okay. What's I don't it, trust. What? I don't trust people. Okay. Um, um, I try to pick it up as much as I can. Now, if it's a if it's a situation where I do not go pick it up and they deliver it to me, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent tip. Okay. Yes. Okay. Why you don't you don't tip your DoorDash? Deliver? No, I. Do you I, have DoorDash where you are? We do. Yeah. 
it's 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 only like it's only like select places like only a certain amount of places will do it but can i guess them uh probably i mean it's gonna be your main i want want to try go ahead ahead. this is is fun i mean i I don't know i uh, i don't i don't know i I don't does doordash do walmart I think I think so. So I just learned that DoorDash does more than food. I guess Grubhub is just food, and like DoorDash Wait, does more than food. What do they do? Well, I I think well, you just said Walmart. Like they do things like that, right? I don't know. I've never used it. I know oh, okay. Instacart does because okay. during tail end of the pandemic, when my wife was working, I was at home alone with the kid. I really didn't want to leave. I needed groceries. I looked up Instacart. I was like, hey, let me see. I know people talk about this. And then I looked it up and it was like an $8 service charge. And then, of course, I'm going to tip. I'm like, man, I'm just going to run to the store. I'm going to pop on a mask. I'm going to bring him with me, put him in the cart. We're going to make it. We're going to get in and out. Like I didn't I I didn't end up doing it, but I know that the service charge is astronomical. And, yeah, I would tip if they delivered to me. Right. Um, So, wait, you're saying more than food. So, like, I yeah. So. I'm pretty sure, okay, I'm like 98% sure that when I was looking at DoorDash last time, like Walgreens and places like that popped up through it. So I oh, don't yeah. So I don't think it's just food. Like I think you can, I mean, I don't think, no, they're going to go pick up your you prescription, can order, but you they can. order can, a box of rubbers, <laughs> if you some need, OJ, if you, <laughs> and a loaf of bread if you need to, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I guess if that's, that's what That's what's up, dude. I like that. I like that. <laughs> So, okay. Dude, one of my fondest memories with delivery, though, is the very first time I was out in L.A. They have a place called Pink Dot. It's everybody from out there who's ever been there knows about it. But it, it's it's essentially a convenience store. Uh, but they make pizzas, they make sandwiches. But this, I'm talking back in the early 2000s, they would deliver beer. And we, we, when I was out there and we discovered this, dude, we took advantage <laughs> of this place. They're probably, but the first time I, I, I heard about it and I didn't even think it was real until I went out there because I kind of just saw it and go, that would be cool. We need that here. Have you ever seen the movie Swingers? Yeah. You remember in the opening, the beginning of the movie when they're all sitting in the dude's apartment playing hockey mm-hmm. on Sega mm-hmm. and they get the beer delivered and the cigarettes uh, delivered? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Pink Dot. That's Pink Dot. Oh, okay, okay. Pink Dot is real. And the first time I was out there, I was like, this is a real place? (laughs) I'm ordering two 24-packs. What do you guys want? It's on me. Like, so. Is that that only a California thing? The actual Pink Dot place itself? Well, so like the- Delivering booze and- Yeah, delivering booze. I mean, it's it's probably more- I don't know, dude. You probably see it more now. Like, can, can you get- like beer and stuff that they're like Instacart. Oh yeah, you can. Okay. Oh yeah, there was a twelve pack in my order before <laughs> I canceled it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. But I've never. I've never, again. I've never done it. So, but they were. It was in my cart. I don't know. Okay. So so going back right, to so my what happened. So, Sorry, so, so going back down. to my original question. If you're going to get an order through DoorDash, are you tipping the place plus the DoorDasher? Are you asking what my logic would be yes. or what do they actually do? Yes, your logic. My logic would be tip the driver. Fuck the place. But if you were going into the restaurant and sitting down, I mean, I understand you have like a waiter or a waitress, but you're still going to be tipping them, right? So at this point, you're just okay, tipping. So let's back up. You're just tipping the middleman. Well, 
Do you, so if you go, if you order carry out and you go and pick it up, do you still tip? I think so. I don't do it very often, so I don't. I guess I'm confused by your confusion. So this person, the driver, went to the restaurant, picked it up for you, brought it to you. Mm -hmm. Who do you think deserves the tip? Well, I guess my my question is, would you tip both? Would you tip the restaurant no. for making it and tip the driver? Okay. Well, no, dude. When you ordered Domino's 10 years ago, before any of this existed, you didn't tip Domino's. You tipped the driver. But that's why they charge a fee. But, but I guarantee but, you. But a lot of times. Let's, let's Google it. But, I mean, doesn't like. In a delivery driver, a lot of times like a waitress or something like they get paid less amount per hour because they're expected to get the tips? Correct. Hmm. Did you see the two dudes from South Park? They own a restaurant and um, they banned tipping in the restaurant because they pay their servers like $35 an hour. Jesus, no. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that's a smart business move or no? I mean, I, I guess mean, it did. Can I, I, guess, get a, can I, guess I get a job? I mean, I guess, do you take an estimate on what you think, like an average, you know, weekly amount of tips that a waiter or waitress would get and then average that well, out to what, a wait, you know, a $35 an hour would be? Well, let's, let's, let's make something very clear. The creators of South Park probably can afford to spend a little bit more on payroll than Uncle Bill down the that, street that, who that, runs the pancake house. That's very true. So but they, like, but they also, if their name's stamped on it, then they're probably getting a lot of customers too. Like it's probably not just a, you know, little rundown place. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I think that's a good idea. I mean, when you go to Europe, they, you're, you're not expected to tip because, you know, servers and bartenders make good money. Yeah. I've heard that actually, hourly. I don't know if it's Europe or if it's like Japan I've heard that there are other countries that like kind of see it as a um, insult. It, yeah, as an insult that you're. That happened to me. So. You may have told the story. I, I don't in, remember. No, I don't know if I did, but it, okay. I still tipped everywhere I went when I was <laughs> everywhere. I don't care. I'm tipping you. Yeah. You, uh, if it insults you, I apologize. Spend the money however you want. Like mm -hmm. I don't know, but we were in Lisbon on a little, little little like street um little restaurant like on the street and um it was a breakfast joint or we stopped there for breakfast and um there were probably 10 tables on the patio probably 10 tables inside small place but the food was outstanding despite the fact that this this girl did not speak english she was nice to us clearly we were Dumb Americans. I being the one trying to speak broken Portuguese to her. Well, I was gonna say you can't that, you can't say despite her not speaking English when you're in another country. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that didn't stop her from being chipper and like. Oh, I see. We okay. clearly didn't I speak see. the same language. I see. Her, okay, that makes right? sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have been like, "What the fuck?" Okay, yeah, <laughs> point at it, fuckers. Like. <laughs> But I, you know, I was trying to speak broken Portuguese to her, just terrible, awful. Okay, but, I, I, before you move on, I have to know: Do you know somewhat of Portuguese, or did you purposely try to learn a little bit of it before you went? Where I does that come from? 
No, I mean, no, I, I no, I don't know Portuguese. No, <laughs> I learned the basics. Okay. While we're, you know, you know, just please and thank you and okay, stuff like that. Okay. So, brought us the bill, paid her, left a cash tip, and when she picked it up, she looked at me and she shook her head no. And I was like, no, no, no. like did one of those, like no, no, please. And she had this look on her face, like motherfucker, no, I don't want your tip money. Like, I was like, sorry, I'm not, I'm not taking it back from you. And I was just like, to my mom, I was like, get up, let's go, come on. She's gonna bring it back and like put it in, <laughs> put it in your purse while we're not looking, or put it in my lap. Like, let's go. Yeah. So I, w- I don't know if it's necessarily insulting as much as, as much as it's like, maybe, maybe some places are like, hey, you better not take tips. I pay you well. Right. Don't you do that. Right. Who knows. Yeah. Do you want to know the DoorDash rules? I got them. Oh yeah. The, well, well, the fees. This is the fee breakdown. So DoorDash, what fees do I pay? The service fee. This fee helps us operate the DoorDash platform. Service fees start at sixty cents and may increase based on the order subtotal. Then there is a delivery fee. This fee is charged on delivery orders and helps DoorDash cover costs associated with getting your order directly to you, and can vary depending on the pawn, the merchant location, and other factors such as demand. Delivery fees currently can vary starting at zero dollars um, and zero dollar delivery fees, reduced service fees on eligible orders. I don't know. Small order fees. There's an expanded range fee, an express fee, a regulatory response fee. So it doesn't say how exactly the restaurant fits into this, but I don't know. Okay. Well, the reason why the reason that triggered this whole conversation is there's a video that kind of went viral and I don't I'm just going to be broad with this cuz I don't remember where it was at or anything like that. It may have been in St. Louis, but it was basically a guy that went up to a house and he was getting like a $5 tip on like a $20 order and he wasn't happy with that. It was like a pizza. And he made a comment to the lady that opened the door that you have, or this is too nice, basically said, this is too nice of a house for me to only get a $5 tip. Oh, fuck that guy. And this was all caught on like ring doorbell and it was posted on social media. Yeah, that guy and sucks. That guy sucks. That's 100% true. But I had an instance while we were on our vacation where we had, we got, a, uh, us and my parents got food and the restaurant brought us our, or uh, the DoorDash picked up the food, brought it to us. And it was like about a hundred dollars for all for all okay. of our meals, right? We gave her can a twenty. I, can we, I ask what kind of food it was? It was chilies. Okay, okay, carry on. Uh, so for all four of us, it was like a hundred dollars. Okay. We gave her a twenty dollars tip. Okay. This one, this chick could like she was freaking out that we gave her tw- a twenty dollars tip, and I'm thinking that's twenty percent. I mean, that's that's a normal tip like if i'm if you're at a restaurant like you didn't tip her enough no no she would she couldn't believe that we gave her 20 dollars. like she was so excited about it and sure and she told her or uh like she was like really 20 dollars? like do you want change my wife's like no that's your tip and she goes oh my god that's amazing she's like i i i've never gotten that big of a tip before and my wife was like well how long have you worked for doordash she goes a couple of months now, yeah. I don't know how many, you know, over a couple of months, I think you can kind of make your own schedule with that kind of a thing. So I don't really know how many she's done, but still it's a, tw- I mean, that's a 20% tip on an order. 
So it, it, I it, guarantee you, she never gets twenty percent. It it just blew my mind, and then but then I started thinking like, well, she's also the middleman. She's not actually the person that made the food. So do people look at it that way? No. And then, but that, but there's also like a section on like, I think on Grubhub and like DoorDash and stuff too, where you can put your tip or you can say you, you want to just give cash or whatever. Um, but I think mm-hmm. there's, you can just zero it out. Well, then I think the person coming to the door doesn't know that they're not getting it or doesn't know they're getting a tip because it got zeroed out. Or they would, you know what I'm saying? Like they would have known before they got to your house if they were getting a tip or not, if you put the tip into the system. So. So I'm, I guarantee you that I guarantee you that girl rarely ever gets 20%. And I think part of the reason is because this, the service fees, I think when it's all said and done, somebody looks at the service fees and they go, fuck this. I'm not tipping. Right. They ignorant people probably think that that girl gets a cut. She's most definitely does not. Right. I also think that delivery drivers are different than, unfortunately, I don't think they should be, but delivery drivers are different than servers and bartenders. I think a lot of people, I think a vast majority of people don't look at them as people who deserve tips. Okay. But I also think that... Well, now, you know, so this conversation is coming based off like we don't know what money, like what kind of money they make. Like, I don't know what DoorDash actually pays. It's not, I mean, you know, compensation, a dasher. Okay. Minimum compensation a dasher can expect per hour is 10 to 19.50, depending on the region and range, according to DoorDash. The company said those being paid hourly and those being paid per offer will earn a similar compensation. Drivers can toggle between hourly and per delivery pay as often as they want. Okay. I'll be honest with you. It sounds like a terrible gig. And I would (laughs) never, like, (laughs) if it were desperate times, desperate measures, I would find something else to do. I don't, I mean, I don't know that it, if you're in like St. Louis or I don't know, I I guess if you're in a, a good area, of St. Louis, because I think you can still choose like what orders you take. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know where the house is going to be that you're going to go to. Like you can choose those. Um, but I don't. know. It doesn't seem like that bad of a gig. The only problem is you're paying for your no. own gas and you're putting your own wear and tear on your own vehicle. So there's yeah. that. <clears throat> um, but you know, if you're making fifteen dollars an hour plus you're getting tips. If you're getting tips, I mean, that's, you know, that's a thing too, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it depends, man. If we're go- if we're going back to the old school days of just pizza delivery, Chinese food delivery, I have many friends that did that. While that fast cash is good. I don't know. I always, I always admire them. I was like, I don't know how the fuck you do this. Because you got to look at it this way too. If you if you if you work for a place that's busy, you're getting your ass handed to you. And when you do take that thirty eight dollar order up to somebody's doorstep and they give you fifty eight cents, you want to murder people. Yeah. Like that when I, when I was a bartender or when I was a server and I got stiffed, I was upset. But if I wouldn't, and I always equated it to this because again, I had friends that did this. I go, man. I'm not as upset as I know my friend would be. 
who delivers pizzas and will get stiffed all the time delivering pizzas. So I think it's a little bit different. I would never do it. I would never do it. And let me say this back to something you said. Uh, you know, your your order was $100. You gave 20%. And uh, did you say something about wealthy people tipping better? Or did I make that up in my own brain? I No, I didn't say that. Okay. I thought... <laughs> I don't think yeah. my brains. So <laughs> let me, let me say this coming from my experience as a server and bartender, especially as a server bartender is a little bit different because you're getting people loaded yeah, and it's a different experience. I mean, you, you know, when you serve, you bring people drinks too, but it's not near the same, but as a server, I'm going to tell you this wealthier people did not tip better. The people who tip the best, are the people that work and live in the real fucking world. Right. That's who tips the best. Yeah. And I, I, uh, you know, I, I've had people tell me, well, I worked in fine dining and the money was great. I'm like, yeah, because every meal you're taking out to that table was 200 plus. Right. So you better get tipped well. Yeah. You know, and you don't typically, but if you're working at a casual place, you know, you want the person who understands where they came, you know, yeah. or where they showed up to. That's that's my experience. And I guess the it all the, pl- sucks. The, pl- the plus side to being like a DoorDasher or Grubhubber or whatever is that you know the tips are going to be yours. They're you know you're not working for a place that like combines all the tips together and then divvies them out. Oh, I would you know because I know there's a lot that. of places that do that too, which just sounds yeah. Awful. We just went to a place recently. Uh. For my son's birthday, it's one of our favorite spots. And we didn't know that they did that because we were always like, man, the service here is outstanding. But you'll have four or five different people come by your table and check on you. And, you know, my wife and I go there quite often. So we're always like, at first we were like, yeah, maybe they just like us. You know, we're, we're fun. We have a good time when we come here. <laughs> and then we saw, we see them doing it to other people. I'm like, well, maybe they're just really good. And then we found out my son's, it was like two weeks ago. Uh, we found out that, no, no, they actually do pool the tips and then split them at the end of the day or the end of the shift. Gotcha. So that's why you're getting three, four different people stopping by the table, bringing your drinks, bringing your food, refilling your stuff. So I think that's cool, but I don't know if I want to do that. You know, I, I heard a story within the past couple of months of... It was a situation where like a guy was at a restaurant with a bunch of his buddies and they had this waitress and he really liked the way that she did everything and she he, she really did a good job and he went to tip her and then found out that they pull all the tips together and he didn't yeah. like it so he took his tip back his tip back and then apparently yeah. after her shift he met up with her and tried to give her the tip and the restaurant found out about it and fired her no way. Yeah. What restaurant is this so we can I don't remember. I I, I, guess I just heard down. I just heard the story. Fuck that place. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, man, I always tip. Um and it's not and believe me, I tipped before I ever got into the industry or started working in the industry. Uh but I did grow up. I had a family restaurant, girl. We had a family restaurant growing up. So I grew up in, I call it a lifestyle. 
you know, you ever watch any of these reality shows like Kitchen Nightmares or Bar Rescue or right, yeah. any of these fucking reality shows where it nine times out of ten, they'll be like, what's going wrong here? And it'll be like, well, or no, they'll give the first they'll give the introduction like former Marine opened a it was his dream after he retired to open up his own bar although he's never been in the industry industry before ever right oh you mean like when you were 15 you didn't wash dishes nope i <laughs> oh, mean like when you were like 15 you didn't like bus tables nope never done it before i've only i've only been a customer and then you know cut to gordon ramsay or what the dude from bar rescue being like you're failing because you don't know anything you yeah. don't know right. the industry period right like so my point of bringing that up is, is like, I call it a lifestyle. You know, it, it truly is to own a place like that, to work in a place like that, especially a family run one. It is a lifestyle. It is a business, but it's also a lifestyle. So I always tipped, man. Like, what, what's, I just, what's, I couldn't. What's your standard tip? Do you have a standard or do you base your tip on how your night went? Like what the service no, was like? 20% always. Unless, unless he or she or they or Z or Zer spit in our food and smack one of my kids, yeah, they're getting twenty percent. Yeah. Okay, let me give you an example here, and I would like to know what your thought is. So, we went to a restaurant while we were on vacation, and we ate, and my wife ordered chicken Alfredo. Okay. So fine, no big deal. It's a healthy order. Yeah. They bring a steak Alfredo out that is like medium rare steak, which for one, it was a mistake. I mean, for two, if they would have, if it would have, if she would have ordered steak Alfredo, they would have asked her, how do you want your steak cooked on it? My wife was going to just keep it and not complain about it, but she does not eat medium rare steak. Like it's got to be like sure. medium or be. medium well. Like it's got to be up the chain on that. So she so she told her she's like I was going to or she told the waitress I was going to keep this and not worry about it, but I don't even eat this steak. So can you make me another one? We're done with our meal before she gets her meal. So she basically asked for a to-go box as soon as they brought it to her. We okay. got a one saw uh, there was one person that said sorry and that wasn't even our waitress. It was somebody else. Should And I wouldn't ever ask, but should something have been done about that? And would you have given a 20% tip still? When I you, still would have tipped 20%. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't have asked. I wouldn't have brought it up to anybody else. I wouldn't have asked for a manager or anything like that. Okay. Now, would I go back to that place? Maybe not. Okay. Can I ask what place this was? Um Is it a chain or is it was it No, a- it wasn't a chain. It was just like okay. a it was okay. just a random place down there. Can I before I finish my thought on that? Uh-huh. Steak Alfredo sounds disgusting. It didn't look great. Not I don't gonna- like chicken Alfredo, but steak oh, Alfredo. Really? Yeah. I don't eat pasta. I'm not a I'm not a pasta right. person. Right. But um that sounds gross. <laughs> like my brain and my stomach at the same time went fart <laughs> as soon as you said that. <laughs> so I would have tipped 20%, maybe not go back to that place. However, 
what should have happened. And this goes back again to my experience. I also, not only was I a server and bartender, I also managed places for periods of time. As a manager, I would have walked up and been like, sincere apology, like offered something. A to-go drink, right? a to-go dessert. But that's not, but I don't think that's a necessity. Right to to offer something for free, but right and like I said, you know, I I would you, we we are you, not the type of people that would ever ask for it either. It's just a matter of you you feel like something should have been not even at least like a wait the waiter saying I sincerely apologize that was my fault or or something like you know something or should have been done. I don't know what that would have been, but but when you when you know that you have a table where three people have fi- completely finished their meal and there's one person still waiting for their meal, that's an issue. And that's sounds, on the restaurant. Like a, uh, it sounds like a recurring thing with you, man. I don't know if I ever want to go out to dinner with you. <laughs> maybe not. Like I'm gonna have a, I think I'm going to have a bad experience. <laughs> it's, a, it's a possibility. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. I think it, I think you bring in some bad juju to the restaurant you go to. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I want to show you something. I'll tell you another quick story. I've never sent food back ever. Okay. That I can remember. The the only Past few years the, before you move on. The only time that we have is if it's been a steak. Okay. Well, like if if you yeah, if you have a steak I mean, that's still mooing when it gets on your plate, and you're normally like a medium medium well person, you get that thing. But then again, it's yeah. like that's the hardest thing in the world to send back because you don't know are they going to give you a new piece of steak or are they going to no. just try to. They're scorch that thing which is yeah. awful like that that's an awful it's ruined at, at that point for yeah. me it's ruined. yeah for most sure. people will just eat the fuck out of that thing Ugh. believe me yeah. yeah it's gross to me anyway, like, sorry, if you, go ahead. <laughs> especially with steak like steak has to be a, it's a it's it's a what you got one shot at it if not i'm moving on yeah. like yeah that's but i also am very i'm not ordering steak just anywhere yeah. You, they have to be like a renowned place for their steaks yeah. for me to order steak. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not happening. Yeah. Um. Past few years, I remember I was out with my wife and some friends. and I remember we were like, we were out with our kids and we were like, last minute, like, let's go get some dinner. But we weren't sure where, which is finally like, oh, they're open. Let's go there. I don't want to call the place out because they're a cool place. But this experience was not the greatest food wise. And I ordered food. I ordered nachos. And dude, they were inedible, practically. They were so bad. Everything was bad. The chicken was dry. It was like dog food. The, ch- the chips were stale. Like everything was bad. But our server saved the meal. Okay. Hey, brother, can I refill your? Hey, brother. Hey, miss. Hey, ma'am. Yes, please. Thank you. Like, was awesome. He's a young kid. He was like probably like 19. But his attitude, his exuberance, just like, he was polite. Everything about it, I was like, I'm not going to – who cares? I'll eat it. And he'd be like, how are those nachos, brother? I'm like, oh, they're fucking real great. <laughs> I would be like, they suck. But I like you, so I'm yeah. just going to power through this. Right. And I didn't get food poisoning. Thank God. Let me show you something. So, yeah, I've never sent anything back. But, again, I'm different, man. I, I just – there's always, I know not everyone's like this. But. There's always the happy medium you want too, right? With your waiter or waitress, like you want, you don't want them at your table like every two minutes, but 
you want them there maybe every eight minutes, like just to make sure, Hey, you, you need to top off your drink. You need to, you know, just make sure everything's See, I good. Think eight, I think thing. eight minutes is too long. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I think five, six is good. Okay. Yeah. Let me share it. I'm going to show you something. You may have already seen this, but uh, it, yeah, I think I have, but yeah, we let's, can only let's go out sure. to eat if kids eat free. That was it. 12 and under, by the way, your parents tell you never to lie Two past 12 and then everything's just this big scheme. I, we'd go to this restaurant. Oh, Charlie's. So I got to go in there. I'm I'm like 17. Putting have you ever been to an O Charlie's? Yes. Dog shit. Uh huh. Dog. Not, not great. Shit. Not great. And also before you Cigarette move on, outside. uh, did you see that Nate Bargazzi is coming to the factory? He normally plays no. the pageant, but he's actually doing the factory. And I think he just added a third, added a third show because of demand. Uh, God, I would like to see him again. I saw him so long. Ago. I haven't got to see him, dude. We should get tickets and go together. It'd be awesome. It was like two. Yeah, I would. I would like to go. He was complete. It was so different when I saw him. I didn't even know who he was. I just had friends tell me. Have you seen it's his recent duties from? Have you seen his recent specials? Like he just put one out like a month or so ago. I've seen this one that this clip is from. Okay, yeah. So. Most of it, anyway. Gotcha. Outside. I'm older than the general manager. I'm like, what's that? I'm 12. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Me and my daughter go to the table. We had a waitress quit on us once. She just quit. She took her <laughs> order and left. And she, she was very nice. Like, we didn't know she was going to quit. She was like, oh, that's a good choice. She wrote everything down and then walked to her car and drove <laughs> to her house. And she didn't tell anybody she was going to quit. So no one knew to check on us. She was at home watching TV. And I mean, we sat there with probably the most trust we've ever had in a person. <laughs> I think about her every day. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Now, if you have a positive experience, you're going to think about that person. Not every day. Every once in a while. Yeah. Like that dude I just talked about. Like, man, that dude. That dude was cool. Have you ever have like you ever had like a waiter or waitress at a restaurant that you like went back to specifically to sit in that like ask for that person's is that weird or is that ignorant to to ask to sit in a certain person's area? I don't know, I never thought about that. <laughs> Toe in the line a little bit. <laughs> it depends on the place. Like if it's like a mom and pop sort of hole-in-the-wall place. I don't think it's an issue. But if you go to a bigger place, especially like a chain, they have sections and that shit's predetermined like five hours before the shift start. And yeah, yeah. that's a little bit much. But right. if it's like your spot and it's like I said, like a, a smaller mom and pop, uh, yeah, why not? Okay. You know? Sure, why not? All right. We've spent how many minutes talking about <laughs> Almost tipping? 45 minutes on this <laughs> No way. Yeah. That's, That's funny. Uh, Go DoorDash. Yeah. So let me sh let me show you something. Okay. Because I know I know you probably want to talk about something, and I have not shared this with you prior to. Uh -oh. So I want you to see this. Uh oh. Yeah. This is gonna be good. All right. You see my screen? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Check. Check this out. Streaming got to get their shit together because I don't understand how the fuck you get paid off of that shit. I mean, can somebody explain to me how you can get a billion streams and not get a million dollars? That shit don't make sense to me. Like, I don't know who the fuck running the streaming industry if you in here or not. <laughs>
But nigga, you need to give us some information on how the fuck to track this money down. Because one plus one ain't adding up to two. And I have to say it, because that's the main gripe with a lot of us artists is that we do major numbers with streams and this shit, but it don't add up to the money. Like, where the fuck is the money? When I first came out, my records would sell based off of physical. If you sold a million copies, that means if $9.99, $9 million, you get this percentage, that's what it is. So if I sell how many streams, how much money do I get? It's not being translated and it's not working for the artist right now. And I just want to speak to that in yeah, the no, music industry. Talk. like. That's fucked up. And we need to find a way to figure that out. The same way the writers are figuring out, the writers are striking because streaming. They can't get paid. Because when it's on the platform, it's not like in the box office. In the box office, if it does all these numbers, you may get a up. Oh, it did this many, here's another check. But on streaming, you got 300,000 hours that somebody watched your movie. Where's the money? And I know I'm going off a script right now, but fuck it. This is business. You know what I'm saying? This is a room full of business people, and somebody may hear this and be able to do something about it so that way the next artist don't have to struggle or cry or try to figure out how to get to his money because some of these artists are streaming millions and millions and millions and millions of fucking streams and they don't got no millions of dollars in their pocket so i just yeah. wanted to say that yeah so what do you think about that uh that's crazy that there's a video out there about snoop dogg talking about that because so i had brought that conversation up about that's why i wanted to show I know, you that, that that's crazy that's right. so so i had brought this conversation with you up with you early earlier this week about um how I heard on a podcast where they were talking about like Netflix and Hulu and places like that. They can, if they can you own, say the podcast, um, did I tell you? Cause I don't remember what one I was, I was listening to. I don't think you told me. That's why I'm asking. No, I, I figured it was the, uh, what's the one you list that goofy one you listened to with, uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, no, it wasn't that wasn't it, that one. It wasn't smart. Let's hang on. I can probably tell you. Um, Oh, it was. Uh, it doesn't matter. It was. It was. It's called. This is important. It's. Um, it's. It's the guy. Well, it's the podcast that the workaholics guys do. Okay. It's just a goofy. You know, it's really a show about nothing. But, um, so makes Adam, Adam, De, Adam Divine. Do you know who that is? Okay, that makes sense now. Because go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So he was talking about a movie that he did a long time ago, and it was a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. And that Netflix pulled it down. And now there's just literally no way for people to watch it and find it. And he and they were talking about how Netflix, since they own it, if they don't like the numbers that they're getting and the streams that they're getting on a movie that they have up, they can just pull it down and call it a loss to where they don't have to pay out royalty or uh, residuals to the people that do it. And you you agreed with that, but you were like... um. What was your what was your take on it? You were saying like, if if they're smart at negotiating, that they can you know get money on the back end of it, regardless if it's pulled down or something like that. Well, no, no, no. I, well, I I said that is smart on Netflix's part, right? But the well, it's a business move. I mean, I, I get it. It just it a, just it screws the actor depending on what their he, negotiation power was in the beginning. Did he happen to say what type of traction the movie would have needed in order for him to get residuals? No. No. Okay. No. Well, my point was basically there are actors and this is, but this is, again, we're talking about the era of box office movies, not necessarily streaming movies, but there are actors in the industry who got very, very hip to and and very quickly got hip to the idea of 
I'm going to not take a paycheck for this movie and I'm going to negotiate in my contract to get back end. So if the movie reaches a certain amount of sales, certain amount of box office figures, certain amount of DVD sales, certain amount of overseas figures, I'm getting a cut of that. And I know one of the more infamous ones that I can recall is Leonardo DiCaprio when he did Inception. He said, don't pay me for it. I want back end because I know this movie's essentially he and his team or whoever, probably Christopher Nolan, the director as well. Like this movie's going to be fucking huge. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and get that back end because it's going to be a lot more than the, you know, he was probably making 10, 15, 20 million a picture at that point. Right. Well, I mean, the, the, the more recent situation was the Tom Cruise situation where they, they had a plan to put that out. I mean, he was going to make the money regardless, but they had a plan to put that out, but he was going to make money off the box office and he made them wait to put that movie out. And God knows what his bank account looks like now based off of, I mean, that movie was freaking huge. Because because yeah. he made him wait Tom Cruise to knows put it what out. He's doing. Oh yeah, for Tom sure. Tom Cruise is he's a, he's the fucking boss, dude. He owns he owns everything. Did you see he was on a tour? He stopped in like local theaters and and watched the movie with people. They didn't know he was oh, there. Oh really? That's cool. And then when the lights came up, he walked down the aisle, you know, like in the front, and people were like, "What the fuck?" And he like took selfies with everybody and weird fucking guy. But he is the OG. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio he's also earned like, at least fifty million. For Inception, just from box office earnings, but his deal also included home video and television sales. Bank, bank, yeah. one movie, one movie. Think about that. But and how many movies has he done since then? Right, but you also have to have a cert, a name of a certain stature to be able to do something. That was like my that. point. Yeah, that was my point. There, there are guys. You know, your DiCaprios, your Will Smiths, Tom Cruise, obviously, Christian Bale. Yeah, you know, uh, the Rock. Hugh Jackman. The Rock, The Rock, Kevin Hart, yeah, any of the, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know. Get, I mean, I know you don't like. I don't. I know you don't like him, let's but not get, let's not get on ahead now. of ourselves. Don't send me down <laughs> <laughs> a Kevin Hart hating rabbit hole. Um, but my point was like, yeah, there were guys that ne- could negotiate that. Now with the streaming, who knows if that's even possible? And I would love to know if he even stated. You know, I get residual. I would have received residuals based on this. Dude. What should I say? Streaming's it's changed everything for everyone. Right. He was on a couple of podcasts recently talking about. Um, who, who he wasn't talk- necessarily talking about streaming. He was on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Who, who he was? was talking about talking how, Adam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he just he just put out a movie, right? The Outlaws. I just he, watched it the other night. It's it's pretty decent for what it is. It's an action comedy. Yeah, it's got Pierce yeah. Brosnan in it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer or part of the trailer, but he was talking about how you know superhero movies and Marvel movies and these big box office movies like that have kind of changed comedy movies in in, in essence because the, your standard comedy movie has to have some sort of action now in order to get people even remotely interested in it. Like your boy, Kevin Hart. And we're going to have movies with the rock. And (laughs) so what did I say to you? Let me look up. I, I, I I guess my point was, so you brought up like Frank Grillo and you were talking about like, if, Oh yeah. 
Good. If you're a guy like that, for instance, who, yeah. he had that movie, what, that movie, that action movie that came out fairly recently. Was it on Hulu or was it on Netflix? I know you watched it, right? Uh, had Will Sasso in it. And... I didn't, no. You didn't watch that? Uh-uh. Are you sure? Yeah, last thing I, I seen with Frank Gorilla. We may have talked about it, but last thing I watched with him was Kingdom. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Boss level. Okay. It came out in 2020. Pretty decent action movie, man. It was good. It was it was good. Now, if you have a guy like that, who again, he's he's no Leo, he's no Will Smith. But if you're if if you're a guy like that, what do you do in a situation like these days where you do have these streaming platforms who kind of have control over this content, and if they don't think it's doing well enough, they're going to pull it. Like you said, do you take the upfront? Like, yeah, fuck royalties and residuals. Go ahead and give me a $10 million check. It'll be worth it then. Or do you go, no, no, this movie does well. well it hits number one on Netflix. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're playing, you're I pl- want to see something. You're playing a game that could go either way. I mean, if you, if you say, just give me a $10 million check and we call it, call it even. Okay. Well, you made 10 million bucks, but if that becomes a number one and just makes ungodly amounts of money, you kind of screwed yourself. But if it's not out at the box office, how is it really making money? I don't know. I mean, I guess that goes Their back to what, and... I, yeah, I mean, I guess that goes back to what Snoop was talking about, about the streams. Like what, I mean, how do, is there like a certain amount per stream on movies that actors make just like songs? How do Netflix movies make money? Almost 90% of all its revenue comes from subscriptions and partnerships while 10% comes from advertising. Huh? So subscribers are given access to movie shows and other Netflix originals by subscriptions. So there has to be some sort of like incentive for the people involved. But in I mean, a movie. But, but I mean, Netflix isn't getting the advertisement right because they don't even do commercials or ads or anything like that. Well, that's not necessarily true. They're on the side. You're huh. seeing them still. Ads? On the side of what? Like just on like the home screen, the home page. Aren't you still seeing ads? I don't think so. I hate Netflix. <laughs> it's it's definitely gone a, downhill for me. I don't know why I have it, but I, it I always talk work. My, I always talk myself out of unsubscribing from it. It never works. <laughs> it always freezes. It always stops playing. Sorry, we can't play this title. Choose another one. I haven't had those issues. Every other. But. Every other one I have works. Hit play and it starts. <laughs> no no issues with Apple TV. No issues with Hulu. No yeah. issues with Amazon Prime. Yeah. We got them all, dude. They all work. Netflix doesn't. Um, maybe it's because there are so many users. Who knows? I'd be interested to know that. But, it, you know, or you could be Adam Sandler and negotiate. $200 million deal to make however, 10 movies or whatever he said. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but how, but how do you, unless you make a box office superhero type movie or one of those movies, how do you get a movie to do well at the box office these days? What does it take? At the actual box office? Uh, yeah. <laughs> It it takes the, I guess the right actor or actress. I guess right. I mean that that's all the that's how you, that's no, how you can sell it. Too. 
Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it takes a, a Top Gun Maverick or, you know, something like that to, I mean, is there anything else that you've seen come through the theater since Top Gun that you're like, I would definitely go to the movies to see that? What do you think the top selling movie of 2023 is thus far? I don't even remember what's been out. Um, Me neither, but I can tell you this. I can tell you what's going to the top four. I, I can tell you what I bet's going to be. Go ahead. The Barbie movie. Oh, you think after it's all said and done, it will be? Yeah. Can I, can I just say this? And this, this goes to you and uh-huh. the rest of my friends. If you go see that, we're no longer friends. <laughs> I don't have a desire to watch it. I saw someone post the other day, it looks kind of funny. I might have to go see it. I'm like, I will find you <laughs> and strike you with a bat. Okay. Let me just say this. Of the top five, none of them are based in reality. So is Super Mario <laughs> one of them or the Mario movie? Super Mario is number one. That's what I was going to say, but I, 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 I couldn't $573 million. I couldn't Gross. remember what, what else has come out. So, Super Mario, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, of course. Little Mermaid, Avatar number five. Okay. So, yeah. Dude, Creed 3 made $156 million? Wow. Um. Okay. Good for them. Totally random here, but you said Creed. Did you see the Creed's putting out new music? Who? Creed. Apollo Creed? Adonis uh, Creed. No. The, the band, band Creed. Creed. Do I look like a person that cares about... <laughs> uh, I think I saw I saw something about it, yeah. Uh, it just... It, Have you... I, I just think that's funny because it, it just randomly popped up on their social media. Like, could you imagine? It's what's really weird to me too. Is like it's a band of like Creed. The fact they even have a Facebook. I mean, I don't know when the last time they put out music was, but it couldn't have been that recently, right? And the fact that they have a Facebook and can just randomly post like music coming, you know, just something random is nuts. I bet you whatever they put out, it does well. Oh yeah, it's for sure for sure going to yeah. yeah. Did you see Scott Stapp on Theo Vaughn's podcast? No. I recommend it. It went it was a good one? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Okay. And I I think he is a lunatic. Okay. In every sense of the word. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. It's not like he's not gonna like knock your socks off with any like really crazy stories necessarily. But him talking about his his background and Creed and Creed in the music industry, it was interesting enough. Okay. Um, to to make me want to watch it, and then when I did watch it, I was like, oh yeah, that was, that was good. That was a good call. How much do to you interview him? How much do you think their streams went up just because they posted on social media about like? Because I don't remember what the post was, but it was a very simple post. It may have just been that they updated their profile picture, and then all of a sudden, everybody assumes, oh, crap, there's new Creed music coming. And then they made a post later about music. But I'm wondering if like everybody's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Creed. And then they go start streaming with arms wide open. And I'm sure they went up a little bit. But do we care? I don't know. Kind of. I think it's interesting. 
No, but I'm saying, do we care if their streams went up? Oh, not necessarily, but it's... Streams go up now if somebody farts on your CD. Well, like, but, but that's I, what I'm saying. It, you know, it's kind of like the uh, the Kate Bush effect, you know, like the... Well, Jesus. You know? She's it, like the number one example, though. Yeah. So when I, but back to our the conversation we were having about movies, and then I brought up music, and I said, you know, look, everything Snoop just said, how many times do I have to say it? Like, I, I you know, so my point is, I, I said to you, I said, you know what, one of these streaming services, or a, a record company right now could say, hey, we'll give you 500 grand for your next record but you don't get to make any money off streaming we'll still do licensing so you can make money off the the syncing and the licensing aspect of it but all of your stream money comes to us be like where's my check put it in my hand because i'm going to the bank fine but you also said that based off of what you think the future is going to hold as far as another record goes right sure so you're playing, you're, well, you're playing, you're not getting you're, my next you're, record. You're, yeah, you're playing the long, the long game. But what happens if the record, the first record doesn't do as well as you thought it would? Do you think the 500 then grand my tour it, needs to do well? Okay. But here's the thing. You're saying what happens if the record doesn't do well? What if it doesn't stream well? And then we're in a situation where we're talking like Snoop is like, well, we don't know where the money's going anyway. Okay. I don't know if his math adds up though. Hold on. Well, no, I mean, he didn't. He's talking about he's talking about all streaming, though. Yeah, he did. He's not talking about a specific. He did it very basic, like everybody understands what he's saying and how he's saying it. But he did it very basic, basically, like one plus one doesn't equal two in this scenario, because you know, if if he's really talking about the bottom line math of it, like it's point zero 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 whatever per you know per listen or per stream on a song. Yeah, you get a billion streams, but that does you know he doesn't want know why you're not making a million dollars. Well, so here's the thing too. So like the situate the 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 example that I just gave to you, the record company essentially is making an investment in me and yeah. their hopes and their their they're banking on the fact that that upfront five hundred grand that they gave me will generate a return of much more than that through streams and sales. Obviously, streams more yeah. so than sales, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what they're banking on. Now, with the movie thing, I'm going back to Adam Devine's kind of conversation about this. Like, I'm wondering what he got paid because the record label is not going to pull your music from the streaming services. They're just going to let it keep streaming and generate some sort of revenue for as long as it can. They're not going to pull your music. Whereas you're saying Netflix is like, well, this movie's not doing well. We're just going to pull it and stop it from... What? I guess the idea is like but, if but, they but, do but, pull but, it. Sorry, but but in that instance, the streaming service in as far as music goes doesn't own that music, versus a streaming service in you know like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or whatever they own right. that movie because it's an original thing. It's not right. like somebody made an album for Apple Music or something. You know what I mean? But the streaming service still gets a cut. Yeah, for sure. I'm 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 essentially comparing in in my example the record label to the streaming service, you know. I don't know, dude. It's it's obviously they're different. They're different beasts. 
making a movie versus making a record and being an artist versus an actor. But those, those guys, you know, you're talking about that guy, like he's making his own movies. So why would he want to do a deal with Netflix if Netflix is just going to have the ability to go, well, if it doesn't do what we thought it would do, we're just going to pull it. Right. And bye-bye movie. Why would anyone want to do that? Right. Unless you're an Adam Sandler who gets that 200 million and you can make the biggest piece of shit in the world and it doesn't fucking matter. Right. You've already got your 200 million. Right. I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, it's just, it's one of those, like you're, you're playing the game that you could win. If you say, give me this money up, this is the check that I want up front. And that's a number you're comfortable with. And you don't care about what, you know, the, the streams end up being then. Okay. That's fine. But you could be screwing yourself also. If it does really freaking well, like better than you expected and you only took this amount. Right. But as I guess as long as you were comfortable with that amount in the beginning in the end you're good, but it's still a, it's it's a Can I tell you what's more valuable than both becoming TikTok famous? Now it that does seem to be, doesn't it? That will get you paid. Yeah. Do we want to talk about this Ashley Gavin controversy? I don't even know if it's a controversy anymore. Is it? Has it has it fizzled out? I don't know. I just heard about it the other day. Is she? So you said when I sent this to you, you were you said TikTok famous. Was she? Oh yeah. Like, did this make her TikTok famous, or was she a pretty big? She was already. TikTok she was famous. okay because I had never. She's I, getting people to shows. I had never heard her name before. Me neither. Didn't know who she was. It's insane. It's know. it's insane to me. It just doesn't seem like TikTok has been out that long for somebody be, to be considered. TikTok famous and actually TikTok is getting people to their shows. That is, that's nuts to me. Well, let me ask you this. How do you think she became famous on TikTok? What kind of videos was she posting? Probably stupidity. Something we've talked about recently. Crowd work. Yeah. The good old crowd work videos. Like when we were talking about Matt Rife, same same concept. Remember how I talked about some comedians are kind of speaking out against this? Like, we don't really... It's fine. We do crowd work too, but we're using these clips to. There's no. There's no bits. There's no comedy necessarily. It's just crowd work. Yeah. I don't know. I I like crowd work if it's done a certain kind of way. I don't like crowd work if it's. Let me go ahead and just focus on every stereotype I see in the front row and poke fun at that. Right. That's a little bit weird. Who did I see recently? Somebody, it's a big name too, that's putting out a special that is all crowd work. Um, I just seen I it know. too. I don't remember who it is though. Anyways. So there's the story with this girl. She, she got, she got famous on TikTok doing crowd work videos. I do want to point out also that she identifies as gay, hmm. which she so often has to remind people of. And, but she does. So I, when this story came out, so she had a fan, a fan, somebody who saw her on TikTok, became a fan, went to one of her shows, paid money for VIP, 
meet and greet, all that good stuff. That's one of her shows. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and play this girl's video. As much as I don't want to, we're going to do it. Hold on. Let's do it. Let's let the fan tell the story, Colt. Okay. What do I know? So this is the fan telling her story of going to see this comedian live. Yeah, a comedian that I really enjoyed and um, was a big fan of hers um, until I actually went to her show. I was such a fan of this comedian that I bought two VIP meet and greet tickets um, so that way um, I could, you know, meet her and shake her hand and um, my friend and I, we ended up getting there. We had the best seat in the house. I was so looking forward to this. Mind you, this was two days after um, one of the more stressful nights um, with my dog. And I was so excited because I was like, this is going to be good because I need to just laugh. Like, I need to have a good. Okay. So let me just. Let me just... <laughs> Do you ever need to laugh? Have you ever said that in your own head or said that to somebody else? No, this is weird already. Like, so this is, this is, this is a, this is a red flag to me, but it's, it's weird. I don't know. That, that was a weird excuse. Like I, 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 I had a stressful night with my dog and this is going to be great. Cause I need to laugh. Also, that, what did your dog do to you? Yeah, that's what, the fuck I don't kind, understand. what the fuck kind of dog does this girl have? <laughs> I don't know relaxing time and just laugh so she starts getting the crowd riled up before the opener she comes out and tells us to not hold back and to just laugh and be loud red flag number two if the comedian's telling you how to behave at yeah, their that, show that's odd always a bad sign yeah always a bad sign at one point in time she talks about abortion and of course I'm loud, just like she requested. Um, I guess I was thinking I was being supportive. Next thing I know, um, she looks me dead in the face and the crowd is silent. And she tells me that I am the most annoying fan that she has ever had come to one of her shows. Immediately after that, she tells me to go unalive myself. And I, jokingly, but also very seriously, was like, I already have. Okay. So many red flags, I don't even know where to begin. So I, like, I need, I, okay, I need to know, that sentence didn't make any sense. I jokingly, but also seriously. So what, yes. she's say, so what she's saying, so when I first heard this whole story, she was being a lot more, what I thought was, she was being a lot more serious about the whole thing. And it was coming from a, a person who has had mental issues in the past and has tried to, to, as she says, unalive herself. But now she's saying that she, in a joking way, did this. That doesn't seem, that seems weird to me. Yeah, I, uh, well, she clearly is, she, she clearly, like us, has confused herself. She doesn't really know what she's saying at this point. I also think, She's trying to tell a story and she might be a little bit nervous yeah. in telling it. And that's true. And she's kind of yeah. stumbling over her own words. But 
boy, I would love to know what the abortion joke was. I'm sure it was a killer. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it murdered. But also, what did you say? Why did you yell at abortion? What, like, what were you yelling at? Yeah. Like most times, if it, abortion comes up at a comedy show, if somebody's yelling, it's usually in dispute of the material. Yeah. So not to defend this comedian, but this comedian perhaps took it as you're offended by my joke. So now you suck. I mean, maybe, but also is she really being that much louder than every single person in there for her to it tell her odd. that she's the most annoying fan that she's ever had? Or is this not the, the only time that this comedian has done this or said that specific thing to other members just to get the crowd riled up. I heard some other comedians who talked about this, say that she's done this before, which make, which makes sense. It riles up the crowd and it riles up certain, certain people in the crowd. Totally. But I'll tell you my, once we get through this, I'll tell you my biggest problem. She proceeds to tell me to go unalive myself over and over and over again. All of a sudden, there's just this pit in my stomach. And I mean, I don't know how many people were there. Probably like it was a sold out show. So between probably three and 500 people and I'm in front of everyone and she's telling me to go unalive myself, which I've struggled with my mental health my whole life. Like this is like a serious like thing. So I can. Okay. <clears throat> then you were at the wrong show. Again. I'm not defending this comedian, but then this this girl was at the wrong show. I mean, if you're that big, had, if, if you're that big of a fan, and you know what kind exactly. of, you know what kind of comedy they do, exactly. And you're going to go to the show, and regardless of if the comedian tells everybody be as loud as possible or whatever, you're going to purposely do that. And then make this big of a deal out of what she said to you because she's still being a comedian. However, as we move on and we actually listen to some clips from this chick, I'm not on her side either. I'm on no one's side. This is a nightmarish situation. And I'm gonna I'm not Could you imagine I'm, being I'm gonna be, at this show. Well, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not like going into this, I was just one hundred percent against the comedian. But now that I'm listening to this girl talk too. I'm not like against her, but I'm not for her either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm definitely not on the comedian side. I'm definitely not on this girl's side either. I feel feel like this girl is screwing up her own story. And because she put out a video of trying to talk about it, if she would have just let it be what it was, if she just let it be what it was, Everybody would have been against the comedian a lot more, but I think the more people that watch this video are going to be like, uh, you may have brought some of this on yourself, regardless if the comedian said the right thing or is a terrible person for saying what she said. You still kind of brought it on yourself a little bit, knowing what you were walking into. Yeah. And I think she's peppering it with too much. It should have just been like, look, I was a fan. I went to the show. I was told to be loud. I was loud. Comedian didn't like it. And told me to do something that offended me. And she probably should have just left it at that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also, again, why 
is the comedian giving people instructions on how to behave at their show. Yeah. I think I said when we were talking about maybe the comedy mothership or something, it's like, don't tell me how to be at the show. As long as I'm not heckling, I can do what I want. Yeah. I can be how I want. I cannot laugh. I cannot smile. I can cross my arms. I can stick my hand up my butt. I can do whatever. As long as it's in there, nobody can see it. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. So don't tell me how to be at your show. My biggest problem with all of this is that this comedian then issued an apology video, but turned the comments off, by the way. Oh, she did? I and didn't know this. Yeah, I'll play it for you. But here's the thing. Well, let's play it. But the other, and now before I watch this, the question is, and maybe it'll be answered by watching it, is this a sincere video or is this a, I'm trying to save Fuck face? Fuck no. Fuck no, it's not sincere. And how, how could you possibly save face by saying probably the worst possible thing that you can say to another human being? But she can, dude. That's the thing. She can say that to somebody at her show. I'll stop there. I'll play it for you, and then I'll finish that thought. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm making this video to address something that happened at a show of mine recently in Indianapolis. Uh, if you're familiar with my work, you know that sometimes I include audience interaction uh, and crowd work in my show, and typically it's very fun. In this particular interaction, I let my emotions get the best of me, and I way, way overreacted to an audience member's interaction. I have been a comedian for almost 10 years. Dude, she hasn't blinked I yet. that I could have done better. No. <laughs> this is creepy. She hasn't Adder blinked yet. Adderall. <laughs> uh, I should have done better. And I want to be super clear about this. I took it way too far. And I am so, so sorry. I have been thinking a lot about this. No, you haven't. All right, you get the point. So like... Yeah, this is my manager told me I needed to do this. She doesn't need to apologize. Again, I'm not defending her, but she doesn't need to apologize. Because here's why. You didn't... This, this apology is for the world. It's not for the girl. Right. This apology is for you and the rest of the world. And like you said, saving face. Yeah. You, you didn't do anything to anyone. You did something to one or two people. Everyone else there was perfectly fine with the situation. They didn't go make their own videos complaining about it. They went home with a story, perhaps. But, but even, they didn't take to... But even if, if even if she wanted to make this somewhat better, like she could have at least said what the girl's name was. And like, if this was an apology mm. video, apolog apologize straight to her. Now... If she was doing the right thing in general, she should have found the girl on social media or got in touch with her somehow, apologized to her there, not made this a whole, let the world see this thing. And she probably, I, I don't know, a lot of people, so if she would have found this girl, apologized to her personally, this, yeah. uh, this girl probably would have still made a video on social media and it would have blew up talking about how she apologized to her and everything's good now. That probably yeah. would have saved her face. But this is... This is I don't this... think she should have apologized, though. You don't think so? No. I don't agree. I don't think it's... it's. I don't know. I'm not defending what she told the person to do. However, she can. 
She has she has that freedom. So the girl went home and, and you 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 lost a fan. Right? That's all that's gonna happen. You're not gonna lose several over this. I don't know. You, you just sure? gained two because we, we didn't know who you were. And now we're gonna watch some of your videos. Which one do you want to watch? Hashtag lesbian comedian tries not to be racist. Hashtag lesbian comedian roast guy with very beautiful wife. Hashtag lesbian comedian roast gay Mormons. Hashtag. Uh, I want. Should I, I keep going with the hashtag lesbian? Hashtag lesbian. Hashtag lesbian. I want. I want. Hang on. Go up. Uh, I want lesbian. Hashtag lesbian comedian roast horse boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. I can't believe we're doing this. Ugh. Did you go fishing today? <laughs> no, you're not that type of guy. You give horses manicures. Yes, totally. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like horse girl energy, dude. Did you always dream of being a farrier? No. No, of course not. Because what little boy is playing with the My Little Pony, being like, "You're gonna be the most beautiful one." I'm gonna just trim your nails a little bit. I had such rhythm, and I interrupted it. Just to do one little My Little Pony joke. I don't know. Was it worth it? You look straight over there. Oh, you're not. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Excuse me. So let's play a game. Ugh. How many times does she do this? Call someone gay or accuse someone of being homosexual or pick out who's straight and who's gay. So this is one. We've watched one video. Let's go back to a different one. But, she can, but, but she can do that because she identifies as gay, right? I don't give a fuck. But if it's a straight if it's a straight comedian, can they do that? Yeah, they make people do it all the time. Not my type of comedy. I mean, none here are of the this two types of type comedies. Comedy. Two two types of comedies that are so popular right now and have been popular for a while that I just it's not for me. One straight guys telling the hey, wouldn't it be funny if we were gay joke, and then homosexuals, whether they be male or female, doing the whole. I'm gay and I have a gaydar and you, sir, or you, miss, might be gay. Right. Hate it. It's so, so corny. It's so hacky to me. So that's one video. Let's see how many we get here. I guarantee you she roasts the guy with the very beautiful wife by calling him gay. Let's see how correct I am. Anyway. I do have some surprises. Average guy. You're going to learn a lot tonight. (laughs) You watch Orange is the New Black? Here it comes. Okay. Dump this guy. Dated reference, bad joke, homophobic. Get him out of here. He's like, I know about lesbians. Prison. What is this situation? You're really? Sorry. What? Bro, how did you do that? Is Charlie's game just like off the charts? You're saying no. It's is Charlie just like he's not. He's just persistent. Is this 1942? That's how my grandparents met. Do you do open mics, Charlie? Do you do do you bit? Do you do bits? No, I kick ass at karaoke. You kick ass at karaoke. I didn't know they still made men that talked like this. Anyway, okay. I do have... You want to try one more? Can you handle it? I can't. I'm not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. This is getting rough. 
So, so okay, okay. So I'm no, no, no. I'm glad we watched that clip because it, I just, 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 just watched a video. We, the theme of it was similar to her joke. Where like, what is this? 1942. He was persistent. When did it become wrong or offensive or cancelable? Cancelable is that the word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to pursue the opposite sex. Wait, what? Ask me that one more time. When did it become wrong or offensive to pursue the opposite sex? Like that guy's wife was like, yeah, he was persistent. That's why I liked him. He stuck oh, with okay. it. I see what you're saying. Okay. He eventually convinced me that he was a good guy and that I should be with him. And her her response to that was like, what is it, the fucking Middle Ages? Like, Jesus Christ, what does he beat you to and tell you to get back in the kitchen? No, motherfucker. He just really liked her and he showed her that. Well, when did it become offensive? Well, but... Doesn't it depend on how you use the word persistent? Uh, because we're no listen. Is that a trigger word now? Persistent? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, right. Because you know, in 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 I, I in, in a world of me too, if it's a guy pursues and there's one no, it's over. It's got to be over. Got to okay, be over. But here's the thing: there's context to everything. What if they were friends? There, right? that's true. That's true. That's true. I'm and just, he very I'm just, persistently yes. stayed a part of her life. Yes. Didn't, 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 I'm not talking about not it, taking it, no for it, answer. I know, it, dep is, it depends on the situation, you're right. But also, you've heard the stories where it's like the guy was pursuing the girl for so long and, you know, wanted to be with her and got no, no, no so many times. And then finally... She gave in and they got together and now they're married, whatever. You've heard, you've heard that it's like a, it's a TV storyline, right? So that's still considered persistent, right? Well, nowadays it's like if that, you get that, if that first no, it's over. It's got to be over or it's, there's going to be a TikTok video made about you. This is a dangerous road for us to go down, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So what if, so what if, <laughs> Are you going to make up all kinds of scenarios? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Get it coming. Okay. I've already got one. So right, what if the guy meets the girl for the first time through a mutual friend? Okay. Okay. Guy. Now the friend's not trying to set them up. Guy just meets the girl and goes, Oh, I kind of like this girl. Let me go ahead and ask her out. Asks her out. Girl says, no, I don't think so. But through that mutual friend said guy and girl continue to see each other on occasion. Now the guy's not asking the girl out anymore. He's just very persistently letting it be known that he enjoys her company. He likes being around her. He thinks she's attractive. Is that wrong? No, but it's all the woman's decision. Of course. But if he very persistently... <laughs> keeps letting her know how awesome she is and she eventually goes hey you know what maybe we should go get a drink together let's go grab a cup of coffee is that bad did something wrong happen here in that scenario no. missing in, in, in that scenario no let me ask you do you think that's a real world scenario that i just described or is that completely fabricated i feel like you've do you think that happens? I feel like you, you've had this scenario happen, and that's why you brought it up. 
I absolutely have not. Oh, okay. I've always been the one who's okay. being pursued, fucker. Oh, look at okay. you, braggadocious dude over there. <laughs> been with my wife 10 years. <laughs> but no, like in, in general, what I'm saying is the word persistent can be used in, in many ways. I mean, you know, persistent and predatory could be in the same sentence if you if you really wanted to go take that scenario. Right? Well, let's 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 paint another picture now. <laughs> so you have a guy who asks a girl out, she says no. Then afterwards he goes, "Well, what if we exchange numbers and when you're ready, you text me or you tell me, call me, let me know when you're ready to go out." You're really having to dig Hold on for this no, one. <laughs> this, this one doesn't happens. happen. This, this one doesn't happen. I've seen it. <laughs> no. seen it. Not even on TV, real life. So then after that, he DMs her on Instagram. Say, hey, I was thinking about you. Creep. Really wish we could grab that cup of coffee sometime. That's all he says. She doesn't respond. He does it again. She doesn't respond. He does it again. She doesn't respond. Creep. He does it again. You think he's creepy? A little bit. If you, there's yeah. no response the first time, <laughs> the seventh time makes you a creep. <laughs> You're probably right. Maybe I'm reaching. <laughs> Maybe I just think her joke sucks. Is that? I'm yeah, not. I'm not. Sucks. Yeah, I'm not a fan. You're you're also what? you're also just not a fan of woman comedians, regardless. But well, of course, I mean, please. Which I I'm not I'm not in that yes, boat. Yes, I am, dude. I'm not in that boat, but. I'm not a fan of this and it has nothing to do with how she identifies anything like that. It's just not my cup of tea on, on her comedy and her, I don't, I, her, I don't think her crowd works funny. No. What type of crowd work do you like? Um, like let's say an Anthony Jeselnik crowd work. Well, of course that would be, that w- yeah. Now Anthony Jeselnik can go pretty deep. And can get pretty harsh, but I don't think he would ever do it the way that she did. Especially, his, espe- his... especially if it was a situation where you're, if the comedian's on stage and she tells an audience member to go kill themselves, and the comedian comes back and says, "I've already tried that." Regardless if that's a joke or not, you end it. You don't. You know what I mean? You don't. But do you, you think the girl really said that? Yeah, she made that I, yeah. up for the story. No, I've heard that. I've heard that in the video. Have you heard? Have you heard the original video, or seen the original video? I thought there wasn't a video. There's audio for sure because I've heard it. No fucking way. Where? Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's got to be on YouTube or something. Try to look it up. Uh, There's Indianapolis. Pull up. Yeah, but I saw that. That's not the the girl. I know there's Where audio. Uh, well, it was on there. Go. Um, I'll go back. Yeah. I know, I, I know I've heard it because it's it's that girl yelling over everyone else saying I've already tried it or some, something like really? that. Yeah. Where did you see Indianapolis? Go, uh, go up to your search bar and, and uh, backspace back to just her name. Uh, it, yeah. So it's like the fourth one down. Indian, it says Indianapolis. Yeah. Is that it? No, that's not it. Um, what the heck? 
I heard it on a podcast, so I don't know where they got it from. It's a thing to her. Soccer gay. Huh. Unfortunately, I knew what she was saying. I hate myself for it. <laughs> okay. Before we get out of here, we need to... We like to end the show on, on bu- bummers. On, what bummer are you bringing up? Well, we had a friend of the show. We just learned yesterday. Uh, recently passed away. And ne- neither one of us knew. Right. And it's been a while. And unfortunately, we had to find out via... Well, we found out via YouTube, yeah. which is an odd way to find out. But someone put together a memorial song. For our friend Dave Velk, who's been on the show before. Very talented, talented guy. Uh, comedian slash rapper that we had on the show. And uh, it just kind of derailed us. Like it derailed the, the mood of the night last night. I was like, well, dude, shit. I, dude, I, I mean, it may, it may have been the same way for you, but like, I don't know. It it like hit me in the gut hard because I, I just wasn't expecting yeah. something like that in the first place. You know, and we, me and you have been talking about having him back on the show and stuff. And you had talked to him a couple of months ago and stuff. And I, I don't know. And I was just like scrolling through and just seeing a memorial video. And I was like, well, that's weird. And started yeah. looking at it and seeing some of the comments. And I was like, there's no possible way that this actually, that this actually happened. And then like, as I'm starting to look at stuff, like my heart's just sinking farther into my gut. And I'm and right. when we, when, you know, when we realized it, you immediately called me and was like, what the fuck, dude? Um, yeah, you know, so I, it's been, it, it, it sucks. We don't know what happened and no, or anything like that. We just know that he's no longer with us. Um, and it's been a couple of months. So, uh, I just want to, you know, say, as you said, he was a a great dude to us and you've talked to him a lot more than I have, but he was a great dude to us. It was a great interview. Um, I love his music. I listen to his music all the time. And he was always, he's a great, you know, a constant creator. Um, so yeah. I encourage everybody who's listening to go to his pay, his YouTube and, you know, watch his videos and stuff like that and kind of see what kind of a guy he was and, you know, really get into his music. Yeah, definitely. We, we talked about on a recent episode, we were talking about people being, you know, putting out content during the pandemic. And I used him as an example of like, dude was killing it. Yeah. Dude just took every advantage of every moment he had during the pandemic and put stuff out. And, uh, I was going to, and I'm so glad that I didn't, and I didn't tell you this, but I told my wife this, I was going to clip that out from that episode and make a little clip about that to sort of reintroduce him to our audience and perhaps use it as sort of like a launching pad to get him back on the show. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing, cause this is recent. Right. Yeah. So yeah. He'd already passed. Not knowing that he had passed, I'm so glad that I did not do that. Right now, not to say that it would have ruffled any feathers. We were nothing but complimentary and talked about how much we enjoyed him and whatever. But I, nonetheless, I'm glad I didn't do it. That yeah. would have been right. It would have been weird. Not that anybody would have, but it would have been weird for somebody to be like, "Hey guys, Dave's no longer with us." Right. But like you said, we encourage you all to go out, check out his music. I I, I want to play something now, just kind of end 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 the show on a. A positive note. I'm not going to play the memorial song, but if anyone wants to go check it out, uh, the Dave Velk memorial video, you can find it on YouTube. It's called Electric Love. Great song. Um, obviously, celebrating him and his life. Go check it out. Check, like we said, check out all of his stuff. I want to play something else, something a little more fun, and just to remember him by, and we'll go out on this 
Okay. So let me do that. Again, rest in peace, Dave. Absolutely. All taxes. Fucked up sitting in the back of a class with a pen and pad is madness. This act is old, gotta be me, you see I'm not the baddest. But I'm different, fight to the horn like Forrest Griffin. Writing all night for four days straight while y'all just show up sorta late. I'm coordinating these choruses, make you nervous like I'm Norris. Call me Chuck as I fuck up these many verses. I'm a veteran rhymer, Houdini with this magic. None of my closet is designer, never really mattered. I'm a savage, I'm like Tiffany Haddish. Comedy trapping, gotta be the best one rapping. Putting in work this early bird is feasting on these fucking worms what happened. Used to be sluggish, spent my time on food and drugs It's sort of the same, but now I'm studying how to stretch my budget Fuck it, as long as I receive people, I'm happy Tell my mom I'm grateful for the fact that she had me I'm living the life I always wanted Gotta get it while I'm young and on it Gonna be like Luigi, living in a mansion, but mine won't be haunted Ironic, none of y'all saw this shit coming I hit the ground, now I'm running I'm like a taser, so stunning I'm on a mission, baby, no one can stop me Go ahead and try to make copies, I promise you cannot top me There you have it so dope. Talented, talented fucking dude. He Absolutely. will be missed. Yep. Well, want to get out of here? <laughs> that's, that's I guess so. <laughs> hey, man. That's, hey, you know what? Let's go listen to some more Dave Velk. Like I've said, everyone else go do it as well. Yep. All right. We're out.